Welcome back. It's another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, my good gentleman of gentlemen's, Elio Canella. Elio, how are you this week? I am doing great. Now, I know you've got wrestling on your noggin. I know for a fact that you even emailed a result to yourself and you listed the opponent. Of Cassius Ono <laughs> as Gentleman Elio Canella. Can you explain no, this to me, yeah, please? Okay. <laughs> Cassius Ono defeated Gentleman Elio Canella. Instead of Gentleman Jack Gallagher, I wrote Gentleman Elio Canella. Well, nah, we'll get into that, but I know you got a bit of beef of him using the gentleman thing himself. It, we might have to have a battle of the gentlemen. The two of you, and I think the best way we do this is in a dog chain paper cut match. With Jimmy Havoc as the referee. <laughs> so uh, so we get to use Ace Austin's uh, card, playing card? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, folks, you know what? You are tuned in to another edition of WPOV Global. That's where me and the gentlemen scour the world looking at professional wrestling. That is not particularly WWE. However, we do make an exception with... WWE UK NXT, which uh, we do cover regularly. And uh, you know what? We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but uh, I, I just wanted to check in before we get rolling here. I mean, me and you haven't had to talk, had a chance to talk for a couple days. It's good to see you're still alive. You're still breathing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yep. you're infused with wrestling on your mind. Anything else yep. you got to report to the people? Uh, that's about it. Uh, I'm just all... I'm ready to go. All right. Well, you know what? Why don't we dig into a little bit of news? All right. Okay. And I'm going to let you open up because I know you have a news piece you wanted to start off with. Um, I do have one AE. I do have a couple of AEW ones, and um, I also have an NXT UK one. So they coincide actually. Well, let's hear them off. So first of all, um, it's been officially confirmed by Chris Jericho that. The main event at All Out uh, will feature himself taking on Adam Page for the AEW Championship, but also another rumored match for that event is said to be John Moxley facing Kenny Omega after Moxley made his debut at Double or Nothing and laid out both Jericho and Omega. Excellent, excellent. Now, not that's is that official yet? The Moxley match. Uh. The Moxie matches are just uh, rumored right Elio, now. I seem to have lost you there. But are you uh, still the there? Jericho Page one is official. Okay. Uh, well, that that's we knew Jericho Page was going to be uh, the main event. You know that was what this was all going to for, to, to crown the first AEW champion. Which 
by the way, was the uh, question in our poll, which we'll go after right after the news. And, you know, the, okay. it seemed the setup was there for John Moxley and Kenny Omega. So already the second pay-per-view, mm-hmm. there, it, this will be a pay-per-view, won't it? Uh, I believe so, yep. Yeah, so so I guess technically I mean, they're... I they're, uh, they're doing their June one. Okay, well, technically it's their third, but we know really realistically it's AEW's second because we all we all pretty much know that yep. very first one was pretty much just ROH, you know, giving them a helping hand for whatever reason we'll yep. never know. But uh, that's exciting. So what other news do you got for us this week? And being that um, AE, AEW All Out is taking place on August 31st in Chicago, Illinois, that's not the only one taking place on that day. Uh-huh. NJPW will... NJPW will be running a show in London, and NXT UK will have their TakeOver Cardiff show on that day as well. So there is a lot of competition for viewers on that weekend. A lot. That's going to that's gonna be a, load, a loaded show for us now, with two pay-per-views. Yeah. Now, if it comes down to it, and, you know, obviously we're not going to be able to see all three events live... Um, for you, right. which one is the most important of these events? Which one are you is your first pick to watch? I would go. I I go with uh, all out all as the first one because uh, NXT UK I can always watch it any time at any time I want. Right, right. Like it's on the network. So cool, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna say for me, um, just because of the way I love it, it's probably I would pick New Japan first, and and then mm-hmm. I would probably pick all uh, the the AEW, and yeah, you know, I mean, and I'm sure the NXT. <laughs> UK one is going to be excellent too. They've all been so far. So, but you know what? The, you know who the winner in mm-hmm. this whole competition is? Definitely has to be uh, the fan. I mean, so much great wrestling. Yeah, the fans and, uh, have. They, they, now we have. Now we have alternative. You know, I it just I remember being a kid, Elio, and you'd see like WWE, and maybe even as he got a little older, WCW, and it was like a long time before the next big thing. And now it's yep. just continuous good wrestling constantly, and and that's awesome for for we're kind of in the I feel this is almost like the golden age of wrestling of watching wrestling. So I mean, ROH is already talking about uh, their best in the world, though, which I'm not even. What are they up to now? Oh. Like how many best in the worlds have they had? Uh, seven hundred and fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It feels like that. It's hard to keep no. track with ROH, man. They throw so many shows at you without fanfare sometimes, and then some with. Like they just they just had one this past weekend, State of the Art or something. Yeah, well, yeah you, I was uh, I I saw that time when I went to watch ROH earlier. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, a bit of news I had concerned uh, State of the Art, which uh, okay. aw- awfully strange name for a pay per view. I'll give it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was an incident that occurred that is uh, generating a lot of buzz right now up- across oh. uh, the internet. And it has to do with an altercation between a fan and mm-hmm. um, and Bully Ray that occurred apparently backstage at the show. Apparently, a fan was uh, in the audience, and he was uh, what do they what do they call them the the, the voluptuous? No, what do they call those chicks? Uh, that oh allure <laughs> allure. allure. Okay, uh, apparently. Uh, According to any of the stories, he was he was arguing with members of the Allure and uh, and uh, said some comments that uh, you know just like most fans do. We don't we can't confirm how bad they were or not. Nobody's really said yet. Uh, the Allure is claiming that they were lewd sexual comments. He was claiming that uh, he was just you know getting in their face and telling them like every other fan does. You know, uh, telling the heel to and fuck the pa- off. And, and, he, 
So he said he said apparently he said apparently yeah one of them spit on him or something. Yeah, and another one pie faced him apparently. You know, put his hand in, put her put her hand on his face and pushed him a bit. And apparently afterwards, a security guard came up, told the guy that they needed to talk to him backstage. He thought maybe he was being apologized to or something. And then he was taken mm-hmm. into a room where Bully Ray came in, and according to the fan, he felt extremely intimidated and threatened by this backstage. According to Bully wow. Ray, he just had a quick conversation, told the guy to watch his mouth. But this has gone so viral that uh, ROH is launching an internal investigation into this whole incident. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this day and age, um, I find it incredibly stupid that anybody would take, especially in a company of any of repute, take someone backstage uh, unattended to whether to talk to them or not. I mean, that guy could have just came out there and said, you know, he was attacked or he was, you know. That opens up to so yeah. many bad legal possibilities. So I can yeah. I can see why ROH would be concerned by this. This is in this day and age, this stuff shouldn't be happening. I mean, if the guy said enough stuff that it was that horrible, kick him out. That's what you got security for. And if the security didn't feel he was enough to kick him out, well, then a wrestler mm-hmm. shouldn't be backstage intimidating or trying to talk to someone like that. Just really bad idea. And why are we even still seeing Bully Ray on TV in twenty nineteen? I have no Is idea. She- I have no idea. But you know what? Talking about weird things uh, through social media, just the other night, uh, former wrestler Kevin Matthews, who had been uh, working for Impact for the last while, uh, he has since parted ways with the company. Um, He actually uh, had been putting up some stuff on on Twitter, and Scott Damore, who is a current exec backstage at Impact, kind of jokingly started throwing a few little jabs here. And it opened up Uh-oh. some really ugly comments, and it was uh, stuff that uh, stuff we know about, you know, especially me and you having to to investigate a lot about uh, impact and, and the state of its going uh, to see yep. um, these comments that Brian brought to light. I mean, uh, Matthews uh, pointed out some stuff as how like uh, impact <coughs> lowballing talent and making them sign you know ridiculously low contracts and then keeping them there. And, and forcing mm-hmm. them not to be able to make a good living or stuff like um, uh, you know like how their show gets gets disrupted we talked about that last week about how like you know in the middle of a show all of a sudden you're watching yep. some fly fishing or some crap and <laughs> saying how can you call yourself a credible company when this is an ongoing occurrence so it's funny when we talk about these things but when it's out there in the public out and out it brings some really ugly light to to impact yeah and so this sort of thing is uh, you know, it said later on some of these comments were deleted and whatnot, but still an ugly incident happening once again. So just that's two kind of, you know, Twitter happenings that don't make people look very good. Bully Ray does not look in a good light here. Uh, in, in, in in turn, ROH in a tiny way, not an impact. So, yeah. What's going on? Twitter creates a lot of problems. It sure well, seems like Twitter is... <laughs> Sometimes not worth its weight. Uh, uh, now, although maybe it's uh, it's sometimes it's the uh, people that the when they the way they use Twitter, I guess. Yes, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Well, you know what? Um, moving on, uh, I want to take a look now at our um, our poll, our poll of the week. Okay. okay? Now we set a poll out there, okay. fans, and I mean this one is topical in the sense is about a match coming up, and we asked the fans. <laughs> we said, fans. Wh- on, on our, at least on our Facebook page, we set our poll as being 
Who do you think will become the first AEW champion? Will it be Chris mm -hmm. Jericho or Hangman Adam Page? Now, before we read the results of what the fans say, Elio, who do you think will be the first AEW champion and why? I actually voted on this. Actually, okay. I actually voted on this. I picked that. I went with Adam Page. You went with like, Adam I just Page? Think, like, uh, I think Jericho's time is like come and, like, gone and gone. Okay. Like, he's been around for forever, it seems. And I think it's time for him to, like, step down and maybe give it to someone else. Okay, okay. Now, you know what? Um, I also, in my mind, I think Adam Page is uh, the better one to go then. I get that, that they use Jericho and, you, use, you know, you let him win the first pay-per-view. You let him become in the first championship because he's definitely name value, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you look at a lot of the people, except for John Moxley now... You look at everybody who's in AEW, all the top guys are, yeah, we know them because we're wrestling fans, you know? Right. But I'm pretty sure the average wrestling fan may not really know who the Young Bucks are, you know? Okay. They may yep. remember that Cody Rhodes was uh, Stardust. and like, what the heck? Wasn't he just a minor league dude? <laughs> you know? Uh, Chris Jericho yep. does give that oomph of a big-name talent. However, I do I, I do like his whole new look though with the with the clown makeup and the hat. And okay. That that part that stuff's pretty cool though. But definitely, um, this is a new company. One of the things they've talked about is going forward and being progressive. And how can you go mm -hmm. forward and be progressive if you're willing to take like a 45 year old dude as your, uh, or you know, an almost 50 year old dude as your first champion? Yep. So I'm I went with Adam Page. Now the fans surprisingly went 57% for Chris Jericho, 43% for Adam Page. Wow. I'm thinking the fans, um, yeah, sure, Chris Jericho is the more well-known name. But like I said, how can you be an ongoing, forward, progressive company when you're willing to put your belt on an almost 50-year-old? See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, uh, there's so much wrestling out there. Like, uh, go out and uh, look up these uh, guys like Adam Page. And, exactly. Uh, Exactly. Well, you, you know, know what? Like find out, find out some of their matches. Like uh, mm -hmm. look at go. There's so many. There's so much stuff available on YouTube. Okay. Well, you know what? That's an interesting thing, fans. We're gonna have to come up with some more interesting polls. We don't have one yet. We're gonna be uh, putting our heads together to think of one for next week. But right now, let's take a look at New Japan Wrestling. Now, in New Japan Wrestling, okay. we have come across. Mm -hmm. We are finally now at the finals. We we are recording this the day before the actual uh, finals. Okay, we've gone through Ooh. 14 days of round robin in this tournament. Okay? And oh in God, these that's right. Tomorrow is June the 5th. John Moxley and Juice Robbins. <laughs> that's right. Oh. Now, uh, the tournament finally ended, and let's face it, Block A, there was no doubt Shingo was going to come out of there. He actually went mm -hmm. undefeated in this tournament. Nobody Shingo beat him. Did great. He did great. He, he, he beat everybody. Um, in the second, uh, in block B, it came down to, uh, on up until day 13, where El Fantasmo and um, Will Ospreay were the guys, depending on if Will Ospreay beat Taguchi, he would be the one to, to slink ahead and win. Now, El Fantasmo okay. was our pick for this. He, however, <coughs> did not advance. Will Ospreay defeated okay. Taguchi. He has only lost one or two matches the entire tournament himself, looking awesome. I got to admit, I mean, every time I told you to go back and look at matches again, it seemed like 90% yep. of them were the Will Ospreay matches. 
Oh, I went. I went back to see um Phantasmo and uh, Robbie Eagles. Awesome match that one too. Funny. Like, what? What a heel! Yeah, like, he, he give him the two. He give him the two sweet side. Yeah, he give him the two sweet side. Then he like pulls blindfold his uh, headband down, kick him in the stomach. Well, definitely El <laughs> like Phantasmo he is. is definitely a, a heel. There's no doubt about that. Um, so now looking into it, going into this finals now, we have the situation of Shingo taking on Will Osprey. And Shingo being undefeated has looked good. But let's face it, looking at the the performers in the other bracket, Will Ospreay might actually be the guy to beat Shingo here. Mm. It's it's clearly possible. I'm not going to say 100% um, Shingo's got this, you know. I think that Will Ospreay, and, and, and you know what? I love Shingo. The guy's humongous. I almost don't think yep. he look. I kind of don't think he really is a junior heavyweight, to be honest. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what, though, I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick him to win, and that Will Osprey okay. will come close. But this is a tough one. I'm almost on the fence here. Part of me wants to pick Will mm-hmm. Osprey as his last hurrah mm-hmm. in the in the mid, you know, in the junior heavyweight division. Uh, what okay. do you think? Uh, who, who are you looking here at? I'm I'm sticking with the uh, Shingo. To win. Nice, nice, and probably the same reason. I mean, he looked. What 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 really sold yeah. you on Shingo? I don't know. He just like he looks like throughout the whole uh, tournament. He was like he looked unbeatable. Like he he won every match. He like and uh, don't even the ones I didn't get to see. Like you, we would run them down and. And you mentioned, like, he won that match, or he won this match, so... And there were no yeah, fluke well. wins here. He was, like, folks, he was dominant. I mean, he yep. he pretty much handed everybody in block A their ass back, so... Especially, and, uh, yeah, that one against, I think, uh, I can't f- remember which... I can never remember the, which one, Shorio. Oh, it's Shorio. That night one. That was a very yeah, yeah. good... That was probably that the was only person who came close to actually beating him in this tournament was Sho, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Sho, as we know, has been, like, obsessive trying to beat Shingo in anything, you know, whether it's yep. a tag team, whether it's in this. His his goal right now is to try and beat Shingo. So there, that's definitely, uh, I can see with a little more work, um, Sho's going to get there. I mean, he's, okay. he's pretty awesome. Now, of course, folks, that also means that that night of the Super Tournament, at uh, the end of the, the finals here, uh, the main event will be Juice Robinson defending the NWJP, <laughs> sorry, the NJPW, uh, U.S., which is odd that the Japanese have a U.S. belt. The U.S. <laughs> right. uh, belt. Uh, Juice Robinson putting up against John Moxley. So, um, wow, that is going to be an exciting match, and it's going to be the first time we've uh, really seen uh, the former Dean Ambrose um, in a big thing here. This will be the first really big match. So I, I'm excited about this. Yep. Um, I'm not even going to pick a. I'm not going to pick a winner here or not. It, it's a. It's a. There's. I'll let you say I'm going to sit back and enjoy that. Yeah. Now, we have coming up our next uh, uh, New Japan big card is going to be Dominion. Dominion should always feature a title shot. I know, um, I I think right now the number one contender for Okada's belt. Oh, who is his number one contender? Probably. Is it it Jericho and Okada? No, that that match is. Oh, is that the Dominion match? Yeah, you're right, actually. You're right. That is the Dominion match. Yeah. and then the at, Sunday, actually. It, yeah, and and we also have on the horizon. I'm pretty sure that Naito's still got his eyes on uh, on that belt too. So, lots of cool stuff coming up for New Japan. Um, mm-hmm. 
we're going to be covering, and I, I hope you're getting your vitamins in and your workout because, man, when we cover the G1, that's going to be a hell of a lot of wrestling. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'll be ready. Well, fans, we're going to take a quick break now and go over to part two of the interview we had with Ricky Mundo. So sit back, enjoy this, and we'll see you in a few. So you go in and, and you do these kind of things and you start... You start filming, obviously, and doing things. Were you were you surprised when you got in there? What what was actually being done? It was it was. Here's the thing, like because during season one, I didn't know what was really going on um, until the show aired. Okay. So we're filming stuff, but I'm just I'm just we're just filming as if it's a wrestling show that just looks yeah. cool. You know, it's just a different type of set or scene. Um, I didn't realize what they were really doing until like okay it's the first episode of lucha underground and then you start watching the show going like whoa yeah what exactly did you think when you saw it i just thought like wow i mean something different Mm -hmm. something something different that i was like very happy to not only be a part of Mm -hmm. but uh almost you know, you see stuff, and then you go, I want to be a part of that. Whereas, like, I'm seeing it for the first time, and it's like, I want to be a part... Oh, wait, I am a part of this. How cool is that? <laughs> Very. You, you know, it's like, I'm already there. Like, awesome. Now now my next goal is to be... Because what were they doing with me at the time? I was doing a lot of dark matches mm-hmm. um, to try and figure out what they wanted to do with me. Mm-hmm. Because at first... At first, they wanted to use me as a character called El Americano, and that character just, it was like, whatever, I guess, it just kind of didn't get off the ground as well as they had hoped, with, with, which was the case with quite a few characters that yeah. they had. It's just little things to try and out that they felt wasn't working. Um, but that's when they came up with uh, The Disciple to Death, and they had me portraying Tresse. Mm-hmm. And and that was the character that violently dies, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I got my rip, my heart ripped out by by my friend. Yeah. Hate when that happens. By my, 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 my good friend El Mariachi Loco ripped my heart out. <laughs> El, the crazy musician El Mariachi Loco. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those rock and rollers. <laughs> yeah. Now you, you die with you die with that minor character. But you come back with a character that was actually kind of in the forefront for a little bit there. Tell us a bit about that character, the the Ricky Mundo character. What, what was that all about? Like, sure. Talk about what sure. he is, okay. the essence. So, so, well, here's here's the here's the backstory with that whole thing. So I'm sitting down. Uh, I was just Irish. You remember, like in the same week. This is the same, like maybe two, three days apart. Um, I see a documentary on Child's Play, which mm-hmm. is right because I just brought that up. Um, yeah. And then the other thing was an article on the scariest places in the world. And one of them happened to be, or creepiest places, I don't yeah. know if you want to say scary, whatever, was the Island of the Dome in Mexico. Yes, I've seen that. So I'm just like, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, this is cool stuff. You know, yay, okay, whatever. And then I got the script for... Um, how they were going to be killing off the disciples of death. Um, not knowing they had something in mind for me, but me being just, I guess, wrestler wrestler mindset or, or just 
from what you hear about uh, entertainers or whatever, always have an idea. Right. Always have something you could pitch to them so I just don't get dropped off. Well, what happens is I see these videos and then I get this script and I'm like, holy crap, they're killing me off. Like, this sucks. Uh, I don't know, is this, is this it for me? Like, what's going on? So, um, I'm like, I gotta think of something. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring something to the table. I gotta have something to pitch. And I'm just like, what's it gonna be? I mean, do I go back to like the character I was portraying on the Indies, which was at the time the mirror image, Ricky Mandel, which, you know, I, I mean, it was okay. It was fun, but I was like, does that fit in with Lucha Underground? Can they do something cool with that? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I gotta think of something. Just come on, think, think, think. And I remember specifically, as I'm going to bed this this one night, like, ideas just pop into my head. And it was, obviously the idea didn't exactly how I planned it, but I'm, I'm happy that it worked. We did it at all, and it did work perfectly mm-hmm. fine, like, better than, I could have imagined as well. Um, but I had this vision of me walking to the ring, kind of creeped out with a doll in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I know it was all because of the Island of the Dolls right. article that I read. And the fact that Lucha Underground kind of was known for going above and beyond different, different, being different, yeah. and different storylines and different characters. So, like, with with that night, I just remember, like, I was, like, literally, I was, like, asleep, and I woke up and just started, like, thinking of ideas that, like, oh, man, this doll could, like, come to life, and everybody thinks it's just, like, a normal doll, but then it starts walking and talking, which that didn't happen, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much an animatronic doll costs, but <laughs> it's probably pretty expensive, but um, that's basically the idea I had, so... Um, when we went in to um, shoot the uh, shoot the scene with Tresse passing or passing away, being murdered, mm-hmm. um, having his heart ripped out by his friend, um, I uh, went into. They called me in the office. And I'm like, oh, we're just letting you know, like, you know, they just basically put me over. You know, mm-hmm. nothing but good things about me, which I appreciated, you know. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And they just went on to say, like, you know, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And this was, like, the, this was, like, the beginning of me really breaking out of my shell. Because I remember thinking to myself, like, don't say anything. Don't don't say it. It's dumb. They're going to laugh at you. Maybe they'll like it. But if they don't, they're going to think you're dumb. Don't say it. Don't say it. And as I'm, like, thinking these thoughts, mm-hmm they just start spilling out of my mouth and I just start pitching the idea and they uh, basically said they loved it and that for the remainder of season two there was no time and they they were like maybe season three possibly season four but right now um, that's when they pitched the idea of me just being with Johnny Mm -hmm. and being like his I, I like the, the devotee to Johnny Mundo in the Worldwide Underground. Right. Like, I'm for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, and that that 
led to other amazing opportunities as well, which, you know, yeah, I mean, because I, I, mean, I, I used to watch John growing up. Mm-hmm. I think John's a great dude, you know, so it was like very cool to be in that position, very lucky position to be working with such, I mean, like such not only like amazing talent, but just amazing people in general. Yeah. You know, that you can learn from and just are cool. You know, so so we got to say that the the whole Lucha Underground thing is kind of an exciting, new, different uh, aspect of wrestling in your life. Yes. Hmm. Now, I don't know if you had liberty to say or anything like that, but I know a lot of people are wondering: Is there going to be more Lucha Underground? Are you, are you at liberty to tell us anything about that? I, I'm I'm not the one who makes the decision, my friend. Okay. If I were. If I were, we would be on season 12 right now. Obviously, you're having fun and enjoying it a lot. Yes. That's because, I mean, it's, it's more than just, like, um, it's more than just getting out there and be able to perform as a wrestler. I also do enjoy, like, the backstage vignettes and uh, just being able to do a lot of character work. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Lucha Underground provides so much of that to... Not only myself, but I mean anybody involved with that side of um, the show. When you get asked to do vignettes, or I mean, I know for myself, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, because at first I wasn't doing them. Yeah. And then when I started, I mean, like especially during season four, those things were like, "Here's all your vignettes. Like, we got, mm-hmm. we got you on this date, this date, this date, this date." And then it was just like, "Wow!" Like, let's keep these coming, man. Like, this is that's excellent. This is awesome. Like, I love... It's just... It's such an exciting thing to be a part of. Like, the whole thing. Like, you want to be... I want to be in the ring. I want to be backstage. I want to be involved in this and this and just have my hand in different uh, uh, pots, I guess, as it were. Well, I got to tell you, fans, I... I, Like I said... um, If you don't know what Lucha Underground is, if you are a wrestling fan and you just like really unusual storytelling, really give it a check because I, you know, I went in with not knowing really what it was, hearing weird things from other people. I went in with a negative attitude, came out enjoying the heck out of it. And, uh, gotta say, I hope we see a lot more of it. I hope we see, uh, Ricky Mundo going forward. Uh, but now, now you're involved in Maverick wrestling and, uh, your career is obviously still going hard. And, uh, what kind of aspirations do we see in the future that, that you really want to shoot for, Ricky? Um, you know what? Honestly, like, there's so many different... Like, here's the thing. Like, as a kid, I couldn't even tell you, like, I want to be part of Lucha Underground because there was no Lucha Underground and I feel like there's so many different opportunities popping up left and right. So, honestly, I just want to be in the position where I'm a part of a show that's making a difference that's having people be excited about wrestling again mm-hmm. and is really based off of everything, every aspect in wrestling. So I could portray not only being a wrestler, but also um, a character. Okay. So, Last... and, and I, I love, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know, I just like, like opening my mind to different characters. So I, I like to think outside the box not just with my character but if other people have like man I don't know what to do like I don't know what to do and it's like well what's your character like what do you want to do and then you know pitch ideas to these people 
and then you even just come up with stuff for them. I mean, that's always fun too. That's very cool, man. That's very cool. Because at the end of the day, I think it's you know people like pro wrestling, sports entertainment. It, it, you know, just because I'm a pro wrestler doesn't mean I can't be an entertainer too. Exactly. Exactly. Now I got to ask you the last question. I'm going to have anything to do with Lucha Underground in this interview is. Except for the guys that we all know are the main big name indie guys out there, right? Who's a who's yeah. a cast member that maybe hasn't quite hit that big time yet, but you think that fan should maybe take a look at? Who's real cool cat in your ideas? Oh man, um, well I'm not gonna say little cholo, that's for sure. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I have to. I have to rip him. That's, that's the joke. Um, I, I mean, I honestly feel like most of us have gotten a buzz. That's cool. I mean, it's some form or another. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, oh man, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't want to say like, oh, this person hasn't been looked at. But right. Like, but who's a guy just, have, just like, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But like, I, I honestly think like, here for example, is like, like taking Marty the Moth for example. Like, oh. people know who he is. He's very yep. well known. But like, that guy, I mean, to me, to be a top star anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, he's well-known, but he could be more well-known amongst everybody. If he's not already known, he should That type of deal. That's the way I feel about it. I would say Marty. Okay, you know what's ironically funny about this, Ricky? And, and fans, we didn't even talk about this, but... I'd been sick most of the week with a flu, and I know the okay. regular, regular people on the show knew I was kind of struggling through the last show, but I was actually scheduled yesterday to interview Marty the Moth, and I was too sick to do it, so really? I had to force a reschedule for next week, yeah. So I'm interviewing him next week, oh, actually. <laughs> and then you bring him up, so yeah, that's well, that's, well, that's awesome. when you talk to him, tell him I said hello. <laughs> I will. Actually, I'm going to tell him that uh, you, you praised him up uh, more than anyone else on Lucha, so... Well, right. cool, cool. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, right now, I want you. Suppose I'm like some rich cat promoter in the middle of somewhere or wherever, and I decide I want to book Ricky Mandel. What kind of uh, social media stuff you got out there? Lay them all on me. All the Twitters, Instagrams. Let's oh. get them out there for the fans. Okay, let's throw them out there. Uh, Instagram is Ricky underscore Mandel, M A N D E L. Same as Twitter. Um. And, and my Facebook is just Ricky Mandel. Okay. And that's pretty much all I really use. Cause yep. I, 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 I got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and are you looking like, is that is that a, a kind of a hope, though? That would it something cool if some guy, like, you know, on the other side of the country, other side of the world says, yeah, we want to bring you in for a couple of shows. Is that something you're interested in? Oh, of course. Excellent. Of course, absolutely. Well, you absolutely. Let, well, I'm going to have to put the bug in some of the Canadian promoters up here. I wouldn't mind seeing some cool new uh, American talent. That'd be great. That'd be phenomenal. I would greatly appreciate that. Now, do you have a YouTube channel or stuff where people can uh, okay. see clips of you? I, I do have a YouTube channel. And here's the thing with my YouTube channel, though. Um, it's The link is on my Instagram. But uh, the funny thing about it is I don't really have as much wrestling on there as I do um, weird videos, creepy videos to uh, promote the character that I've been portraying with his like doll and puppet stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
if you go on my YouTube channel, it's a lot of almost just weird to kind of like promote the character. So it's okay. just weird, like there's there's different dolls or different puppets and just different weird footage just to like be like, oh, this is different. Like <laughs> you know, I'm not always just gonna not always cutting promos mm -hmm. for myself, but those are like my version of. Promo vignettes. <laughs> yeah, promo vignettes, exactly. So, it's a lot of that on my YouTube okay. channel. Now, it, so, currently, the last question I'm going to ask tonight. What is Ricky Mandel the wrestler like right now? What do you get when you when Ricky Mandel comes to your town and uh, he's raring to fight? Oh, something different. I, 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 I mean, people know when I'm in the ring with... They're, they're going to get something different because it's not just going to be wrestling. I'm always thinking of new creative things to do uh, to think outside the box and to do anything I can just to touch them emotionally. You know, you, you want them to see something different, which they will, and I want them to leave remembering something, which at the very least they could go, hey, there's, hey, do you remember the guy who was like acting all weird and, and you know attacked the guy with a tiger puppet at the end of the match yeah like i like that so that's what you're gonna get cool cool Experience. you know you know what uh this was a really fun time folks you, you know all the, you know all the places you can get a hold of ricky you know how you can check out his stuff uh Last thing I'm going to ask, Ricky, since you brought it up earlier, if you wanted me to listen to one band that I may not know that's uh, in your mental playlist all the time, who would it be? Uh, I've been listening to a ton of Avenged Sevenfold lately. Okay. At least I know them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying people don't know them, but mm -hmm. I actually met somebody recently who when I was talking to her uh, I brought up Event Sevenfold and she's like I don't know who they are and I'm like oh well we can um, no longer be friends music you like. <laughs> yeah, depending on what type of music you like you may or may not like them I don't know I personally do so excellent excellent that's kind of like my go to as of right now but that could change tomorrow and I could be back to like I don't know Okay, well, fans, uh, like we said, uh, you know how to get a hold of Ricky. Uh, thank you, Ricky. This was a great time. We learned some cool stuff today. No, thank you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you more wherever you appear. Absolutely. Take it easy, my friend. Hey, fans, I got to tell you, I had a great time talking with Ricky Mandel. I mean, his stuff about uh, just a fascinating guy. I mean, there was yeah. one time we joked in the interview where he said he could talk about creative process and his uh, his character in Lucha Underground that we could probably spend a whole hour just talking about that. I almost got the feeling me and him could have spent hours talking lots of wrestling. <laughs> so, and, and I found that very interesting and refreshing, especially since I never knew the guy. This was the first uh, time I got to right. deal with him. Now, fans, what yep. we're going to do right now is we are going to take a quick commercial break. And we get back, we're going to go into our three regular shows that we cover. It used to be four, but... Uh, well, we've cut it down to three for a little while, and who knows, maybe if things get better on the impact <laughs> side, we may take it out of mothballs. We'll see.
This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. All right, fans. Now, you know what? We cover uh, a couple shows regularly for you guys, that, uh, that the bigger independent shows, and those usually revolve uh, WWE, NXT UK, Ring of Honor, and Major League Wrestling. Now, we're going to start off. Elio uh, is going to lead us through. Uh, gentlemen, tell us about, let's talk a bit about this week's uh, WWE NXT UK. So NXT UK, uh, this week, we begin with a promo by the newly formed faction of Imperium, which is comprised of Marcel Barthel, Fabian Eichner, and Walter. Now, I like the and way... they see that... Okay, I like sorry. the way these guys look, okay? Um, yeah, Imperium's kind of cool. Uh, I kind of wish, though, they had a spokesperson. Because... <laughs> <laughs> They're a tiny bit dry, but I mean that's their characters, right? I mean Nikolai Volkov was a big dude, but he needed Freddie Blassie to be there, you know, jabbering the mouth. Yep. So yeah, yep. I like the way they look. I'm not sure they're the best to, to give the mic to. <laughs> well, apparently they said they're gonna bring, they want to bring professionalism back to their sport, and they're here to take control of NXT because British strong style has expired and of course there's a team called british strong style who did not british take strong. too lightly to this they didn't and take that uh, very well they, they came out and a brawl erupted between the two teams and that sets up a match between them in two weeks so are you saying that british strong style came down from mustache mountain to anyways <laughs> <laughs> yes folks british strong style is made up of pete dunn and the tag team mustache mountain made of uh uh, Tyler Bates and Trent Seven. I wonder what happened yep. to the first six Trents. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on, go on. What what else? Okay, so in the opening match uh, we had Gallows def- defeating Carl Romo and A Kid. Don't don't you mean Carl, Jobber Carl, One and Jobber Two? Jobber One and Jobber Two. A Kid. And, oh, um, actually, uh, by the way, um, uh, last week we uh, mentioned uh, Brandon Cutler. I got it mixed up with a. Uh, with an NXT guy with the same last name. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know what? Yeah. Um, let's face it, man. Gallus is boring as crap. Gallus, uh, like this, this time, it was um, it wasn't the coffee brothers. It was Mark Coffee and Wolfgang. Uh, yeah. On we have an interview with Sia Brookside, who said that Ginny's afraid to face her herself, which is why she brought Jazzy Gabber in to do her dirty work. That that makes sense. I mean, come on, Ginny's pretty pretty terrible. Then we had Cassius one with the feeling gentleman Jack Gallagher. Not gentleman uh, Elio Canelo. <laughs> okay. No, that's a... My first thought of this match is I I, I would chop out to Cassius Ono. <laughs> holding that to Jack Gallagher. Well, the funny part is Gallagher is about as tall as you are. Um, <laughs> c- compared to Ono, he looked like a little boy in there. I mean, Ono's a pretty big dude, and uh, gentleman oh. Jack. Uh, he had some interesting stuff, but in the end, uh, I think it was Ono, ono was, with the rolling elbow. Yeah, and there was a lot of Ono trying to prove that you know their stuff's crap. I guess is uh, British wrestling's crap. I think that's yes. what he's trying to say. Yep. So, gentleman Jack did some interesting stuff. And I didn't then, get the part where he threw himself down on his back, kind of spread his legs and arms up, and I'm not like, what were you supposed to do? <laughs> so I thought it funny that Ono just punched him. <laughs> nice. He was he was kick he was kicking at uh, at uh, Cassius Ono right yeah it's it just is that what you're talking no, about no yeah. no 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 when he did this little crab like thing where he went on his back and he had it so his hand was yeah. sticking up and 
I guess that's supposed to confuse oh. someone, but Ono just like kicked him while he was down. So I thought that was pretty pretty effective. <laughs> that's what I would have done. Okay, I swear, Nigel, Nigel does himself every week. Don't you catch what he said? Well, what did he say this time? He I- was saying, oh, I'm, I'm salivating at the prospect of this master class. Like, what? <laughs> Oh, uh, this is why you're in the book, buddy. This is why you're in the damn book, Nigel. Again. All right, go on, go on. I had to go back and listen to it. So we had the main event. It was Tony Storm defending the NXT UK Women's Championship against Nina Samuels. Nina hit a backbreaker and dropkick, but it was Tony Storm with the Storm Zero to retain her championship. Now, um, this match was, you know, I we draw a lot of comparisons to Nina Samuels and Ginny because... They're kind of like the same type of character, but at least yeah. Nina Samuels delivers a little more. She's a much more she credible does. wrestler. Uh, yep. I, I was much more impressed with her match here with Tony Storm than when we seen Ginny fighting uh, Tony mm-hmm. Storm. Tony Storm, though, um, I really enjoy her. Every time I've seen her wrestle, each time she's just better and better. And she really yep. came off looking as a very good champion here. Uh, I don't think uh, Samuels really. Really, any time during this match was really in danger of winning it. I, I don't think that happened. No. I, I think that I think Tony Storm controlled her, and uh, I, I do know I caught something on the internet, and I don't know how official that is or how it's going, but uh, I found some clip of Piper Niven. Ne- Piper Niven is that her name? The big, yeah, Piper. You know the big, yep, Piper Niven, Scottish yeah. girl. Uh, yep. calling out Tony Storm, demanding a, a title match. So I don't know oh. where that's going to go, but it was floating around this week. So that'll be interesting. So you oh. know, this week's uh, NXT UK, um, I would give it a B. Uh, the Tony Storm match yeah, was great. It was a bad show. The Gallus was yep. crap. And um, well, when have we ever said the I mean, the Samuels match was great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess overall there were some interesting things. Uh, <coughs> Nigel McGuinness still yep. makes me cringe. He says so much stupid stuff that it's like, yeah, all right. Let's move over you now. You know what? I, I also, but on the, on, the, on the flip side, I want to say I, I don't know if I can really blame Nigel because I wonder if he's being fed those lines in his earpiece. I would hope not because if they are, that's some really shitty writing. Really shitty writing. <laughs> um, let's move on now to uh, MLW. And MLW, instead of giving us our usual fusion this week, uh, they ran a mm-hmm. special on Being Sports called Fury Road. Now, uh, so far, we haven't been privy to what the rest of uh, Fury Road was yet. I haven't seen any reports yet on the rest of the matches. However, okay. let's talk about the Actually, matches. Actually, I, I, I have the list of I got the list of them. I'll uh, send it to you. Okay, do that. I, you know, last time we did this, we talked about that the list, and all it did was cause confusion when they started putting those matches later on into other things. So, yeah, just send it to me, and we'll see what pops up later. Um, But let's look at Fury Road, okay? Okay. Um, So, you know, we opened up uh, with with a a weird recap thing of, uh, like, first of all, they showed Contra doing all their regular stuff. Um, Then um, they they threw this kind of little line out there, which I thought was a little bit funny, is they always talk about Tom Lawler is the first there and the last to leave, but they made it a big point to saying, oh, Tom Lawler hasn't mm-hmm. shown up at the building yet and uh, must be the weather. And it just seems so like, you know, it just seems so much like a work going on that you had to say, okay, yeah, okay, they're, oh, they're did, setting did, something up. Did you catch a Jim Cornette? Did, did, did oh, you catch a Jim Cornette's uh, about the dairy line? About the, yeah, the dairy. 
Such stupid. Uh, okay. About the beware, beware of dog. No, I didn't get. Uh, I was thinking the one where he was talking about mm, smell that great dairy air. <laughs> when he was talking about Milwaukee being milk country. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> smell that great dairy air. Oh no! He air. he he uh. <laughs> he, he got a line in about a WBE's uh, pay per view. Oh yeah, yes I did. Okay, yeah. When they were talking about the weather. Okay. Well, okay. Yep. Um. So. We open up with the first match was on paper. I wasn't all excited about this. It was Myron Reed against uh, Gringo Loco. And, you know, Gringo <laughs> Loco is okay, but I have yet to see this guy actually win a match. And Myron Reed is is just annoying. Yeah. Um, you know, usually you watch him and he's just a lot of annoyingness. Comes out with his mouth taped up and he's still continuing the storyline that the refs are unfair to him. But to my surprise, this turned out to be a pretty fun match. And lo and behold, Gringo was, Loco yep. actually won. So good on Gringo. I mean, finally gets a, you know. I know. Wow. Yeah. Surprising, surprising. Now, um, <laughs> uh, they had a little quick uh, backstage promo where Selena was going on about how she's been granted another opportunity to produce another show because apparently the ratings were so good on the first one. So Uh-oh. coming up soon, she'll be doing another all yep. dura- whatever promotion, whatever they are, thing. Come. So. Promociones Dorado. Dorado, okay. That means gold, doesn't it? Anyways, um, <laughs> then we had the finals. <laughs> yes, gold promotion. <laughs> then we had the finals from the National Openweight title match where we got to see Alexander Hammerstone, who sort of looks like, um, every time I see this guy, he reminds me of Chris Jericho had a bigger, meaner brother, kind of, you know, <laughs> who didn't know how to dress right. And, and then... Okay, for an Al- okay, Alex Hammerstone. I always find it weird when these dudes wrestle with like blue jeans. T- like he always wrestles in these kind of black yep. jeans. Like he doesn't have gear or something. You know? <laughs> yep. And then Brian Pillman sporting. I mean, he must have channeled if he was dead. He channeled the ghost of Ricky Morton from 1984 for that haircut. Because man, uh, he what? was w- blonde, wow. white, see-through hair there, man. Yeah, I mean. You said you said that uh, he dyed his hair like uh, when he, he appeared at AEW Double or Nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and uh, like because I was uh, running back and forth between the living room and the family room, so I wasn't really paying attention. But then when I saw him, I'm like, what did he just do to his hair? <laughs> it was something, folks. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that was some blonde ass <laughs> hair going on. Um, in the end, um, Hammerstone gets the win, becomes the first uh, national openweight champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then they showed us this really weird video that looked like it was taken like by somebody's camcorder of Tom Lawler <laughs> uh, tied to a chair, gagged, and being beaten by Contra members. I saw that. That was ridiculous. It was something. And then, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't even know how to say stuff like this. It just reminds me of silly stuff with like Brian Pillman ta- hiding in his house with a gun waiting for Stone Cold. Like, so over the top, like, you think, how come the police yeah. aren't involved? You know, like, uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> so finally, the main event, uh, Teddy Hart taking on Jimmy Havoc. Mm-hmm. Now, Hart looked good here. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I like the fact is, yeah, there was some plunder and nonsense from uh, Havoc, but it seemed like um, Hart really went out of his way to out-wrestle him and really just kept nailing him with high-impact maneuvers to, to throw him off his game. Um, 
Of course, we had one gross spot in there where Havoc takes uh, one of his 8x10s and slides it across uh, Teddy's fingers and then, you know, between his fingers and then oh. between his mouth and did oh. the paper cut thing. And oh! So, in the end, uh, you know, uh, a couple rolling uh, Canadian uh, Canadian busters and, and, and it's done. Um, I thought... Mm-hmm. Teddy looked particularly good tonight. Jimmy Havoc was a little bit underplayed for what you usually get from him, which I'm glad because he's in the book for a reason. We yeah. don't really enjoy a lot of the garbage he does. No. And uh, so, yeah, uh, all in all, uh, pretty interesting match. I, I, I liked it. And um, the whole card itself, I, I'm going to give the MLW Fury Road, I'm going to give it an A because um, all the matches were from good to solid. You know, sure, the, the Contra stuff was a little dumb, but yep. it wasn't overly done, and it was continuing the theme of something has right. to be done with Contra. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, eventually. MLW is such an easy, fun watch. It really is. and MLW I, is always a fun, easy watch. Yeah. And I would encourage fans, if you're fans who recognize the other shows and you, you've heard of MLW and you're not sure where to look for it, believe it or not, you can find their weekly show on YouTube under MLW. Uh, yep, they have the... They have yeah, their, own, their own, channel. own YouTube channel. Yeah, and every week they put up a fusion at, at every Monday night. So, uh, I would—it's really fun stuff. Lots of a mixture of good, solid indie wrestlers mixed with luchador wrestlers, and and presented in a way where luchador isn't the, like lucha wrestling isn't idiotic. Like sometimes you see it on um, yeah. on some lucha shows where it's just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's it's tailor made for an American audience, and it, and it's good stuff. So. Uh, you know and what? Plus, you have Mance Warner. We did not see our buddy Mance this week, but you know what? Mance is definitely one of the highlights of that show. So we're yep. going to finish off now. Let's talk some Ring of Honor. Okay, Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor this week, we start with a four a four uh, way tag team with the bouncers being Young Lions, The Kingdom, and Coast to Coast. I don't get coast to coast, man. <laughs> There's something about coast to coast that's uh, uh, so that's uh, that's Leon Saint Giovanni, right? Yeah, yeah, like LSG or something. Yeah, I just I oh, don't okay. get this these guys. Like I don't see the appeal to them. I don't know why ROH pushes them. They're not very exciting. Um, I don't know coast to coast. You, <laughs> uh, yeah, this whole match here. Let's face it. I mean, the only credible people in here were the Kingdom and mm-hmm. and the Fat. The fat dudes. And, of course, the fat yeah. dudes end up winning. But... Uh, LSG I only recognize because I've seen them on uh, WrestlePro. Okay. Okay. Well, so the match itself, it was okay. It wasn't yeah. anything special. Actually, yeah. yeah, but before that, we had a, a promo by Allure telling everyone that they better recognize. So, we better recognize. Okay, recognize. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after, uh, the, after the tag team, we had... Um, Promo uh, with a bloodline, and um, this was uh, what you were talking about a few weeks ago. About PJ Black, yeah. PJ Black, yeah. So, so he, I guess this is it. This is the official him joining into the storyline of being part of Bloodline, yeah. Okay. And then we had Josh Woods defeating Maverick Boone, who I never heard of. So, uh, uh, yeah, squad. He was jobber number three this week, I believe. And in the main event, it was Lij defeating Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata. Now, Evil and Sonata are going over. Yeah, of course they are. I mean, uh, just by knowing the whole structure of New Japan, uh, Nagata and Kojima, mm-hmm. they don't really team a lot. Well, they do team a lot in Young Lion matches. They're not really any kind of 
credible team, unlike the LIJ guys who right. who are a team who are just coming off being World Tag Team Champions not too long ago. Uh, I guess it, this is the kind of match you know it was. This is the kind of match for people who don't watch New Japan but are excited to see some cool Japanese right. wrestlers. And it was a showcase of these Japanese okay. guys. Okay, um, there was no doubt in my mind that LIJ was going to win this, uh, but it was fun stuff. Right. So, all in all, what did you think of this this week's ROH? Uh, this week's ROH, uh, which ended with the Dalton Castles promo attacking the boys again. But yeah. um, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a B for this week. It wasn't uh, bad. I'm gonna give it a B minus, just from the fact that the Japan stuff, the Japanese guys were okay. Uh, the rest of the matches yeah. were. I don't think I would necessarily. If, no, if this was a videotape, if this was a videotape in the day and we were trading, I probably would have skipped those matches. You know, they weren't yeah. really worth all that much watching. Uh, all in all, Wait, you want to watch my? You want to watch our reach that I recorded last night? Sure, I'll, I'll trade you. <laughs> I'll trade you for the New <laughs> Japan uh, Day Thirteen. I still have. Okay, uh, so let's. You know, folks. Every week we do this thing called the Book of Shame. We open up the Book of Shame. Talk about the Book of yep. Shame is filled with people <laughs> with concepts with things that just annoy the crap out of us and when we see it it goes in our book of shame so who's in this week's who's yep. in the book right now let's see if they get it let's see if they can claw their way okay out of let's find out who is in the book this week and opening the book right now and what do we have here our first entry is el hijo de los angeles park oh my <laughs> goodness the mexican santa elf no he's in the book <laughs> Uh, facade. <laughs> I think facade was the was he not the first person we put in this book? He was the first one that we put in, and we didn't put him out of malice like we do for. He was our first for, entry. Uh, Ove or for Callahan? No, this it's just he's so ridiculous. Yeah, he, he just he's yeah. worthy. Yeah, facade stays in. We have uh, that word, that f word. Oh, that'll always stay in. Yep, we have Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc, kind of gross. You stay in, buddy. Madman Fulton. Madman Fulton. Just, you know, you're in by company. You you, you hang with OVE, <laughs> you die with OVE. Then we had Miguel Cole. Oh, Miguel Cole. You evil little sock puppet. I'm supposed to deal with you. Folks, this week, I will be appearing on Wrestling Podcast POV, the regular show. Oh. I'll be uh, co-hosting oh. with... Rick Serrano the third and Miguel, the, the WPUV global champion, yeah, the first champion. Yeah, you, you know what? I give him that. He, he did. Be- He's the only guy who finished <laughs> in the positive. Come on, Elio. We all finished negative in this thing, for God's sake. So, give the guy his props. I know there. we did terrible. And luckily, Miguel was too dumb to figure all out right. how, how to figure out his points game, so he didn't even get in it. So, but anyways, uh, Miguel. He must have been drunk again. Miguel, just your material angers me so. And I mean that, like, metaphysically and <laughs> physically. So, yes, you stay in the book, Miguel. Who so else? much anger. I'm an angry man. Nigel McGuinness. Oh, my gosh, Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> you are cringe. Now, you are the cringeworthy part. You know, like, Sammy Callahan disgusts us. <laughs> OVE angers us. But you, you make us cringe like an old man farting in church, and that old man's your grandpa, and you're standing next to him, and everyone looks over. Ah, to hell with you, Nigel McGuinness. Oh, no. Are you okay, Elio? <laughs> then uh, next we have uh, next we have Sammy Callahan. Oh, Sammy Callahan, you do so many gross bodily With- function things. You're just ugh, you're yucko, man. You're gross ass yucko, and you deserve <laughs> yep, to be this we, book. We we uh, have uh, two asterisks next to his name. Yeah, Ooh, he might get a third good. the way he keeps going. 
<laughs> then we have the NXT. Uh, oh no, we have um that uh, one. Did you catch her? That her name is name, Casey. Uh, the, her name is Casey uh, the, something. Yeah. So Casey, the backstage. Was she after? Was she after mode? Yeah, I think she was African American girl. She talks like, oh my god, Did she I can't inter- believe this is happening. Was she going to interview? Uh, yeah. Was she going to interview Alex Hammerstone? I think she oh, was. Okay, that's yeah, her. yeah, she's terrible, man. She is a terrible actress, a terrible host. Okay. Uh, yeah, she stays in. <laughs> okay, so that's her name. We got her name. Okay, the Chris Brothers. Oh come on, the Chris Brothers wouldn't even have if they weren't just like. Sammy Callahan's bum buddies, they wouldn't even be, they wouldn't even, we wouldn't even know who those losers were. Nobody would be booking their dumb asses except people in Ohio. <laughs> then we have The Hunt. Oh, The Hunt is cringeworthy. They are like, they were like the crap. They, they are. They're like the old tag teams. Remember back in WWE where they'd have some, oh, it's the Killer Bees. Oh, who's scared of the damn Killer Bees? I mean, <laughs> that's what The Hunt is. You're yep. the Killer Bees of today. You At least the Killer Bees had talent. You know, like jumping Br- Jim Brunzel could jump. What can you guys do? You can't even get on a ride on a Ferris wheel because you're not tall enough to get on. Damn, TV's on fire this week. You're not having any of it, are you? I'm having none of this crap. <laughs> our final entry is Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. He definitely is our grandpa. I'm pretty sure he's old enough to be just about everyone's grandpa in the continental U.S. Why is this guy still wrestling? Who sells him pleather? Who sells pleather to an 80-year-old man? Where did he get a kendo stick? Would you give an 80-year-old man a kendo stick? Because somebody did. Exactly. Oh, Tommy Dreamer. Why won't you die and leave us some inheritance? If we have to put up with your crap, we should get at least some inheritance. We should give give Killer Cross his kendo sticks to break. Over his head, yes. Well, is that is that this week's book? Because I don't have anything. Yeah, maybe I'm annoyed because there's nobody to put him this week. Oh. Yeah. Well, folks, you know what? Yeah, that's... That's, That's uh, all the entries, yep. All right. Well, you know what, folks? As you can see, the the Book of Shame has got me a little bit worked up this week. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a cold beverage. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to take my picture of Miguel Cole and stick another dart in it. And I'm going to make another crank call to, Nine, to Nigel McGuinness's wife. Are you okay? Just, well, yeah, okay. I, I am calming down. <laughs> I am calming down. Folks. Are you, are you okay? I wouldn't say I'm okay. Right. Are you kidding? These people work me up, man. These people work me up. Um... <laughs> Folks, we've had a great time this week. Uh, what a great way to vent our anger. Um, Elio, uh, tell the people how to get a hold of us. Okay, so you can uh, find us on Facebook at the Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV, Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. Well, there you go, folks. And no, you know what? And we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean. Yep. And, and you know what? We're also, there's a sister show. You heard us making reference to us. It is called Wrestling, uh, it's Wrestling POV. And uh, it's the it's the mother of our show. And uh, yep. it features uh, some great stuff every week. You got uh, Tony Diaz, you got uh, Mimi Goody, you've got Rick Serrano III, and I think some ridiculous sock puppet. I can't remember his name right now. But I do know that that show comes out yep. on this same network every Saturday. Our show comes out on Wednesdays. This Saturday, after you're hearing me talk, I'll be appearing on their show. Apparently, the ratings went down because of Tony, so they're asking me to fill it in for one day to boost them back up. So Uh-oh. I'm going to outclass, outshine Tony, and I'm going to be on there. And me and Rick Serrano and that puppet are going to tear apart Wrestling POV. See you there, folks. Elio, say goodnight to the good fan- folks everywhere. All right, let's do so. We will talk to you next week.